FM Breakfast Show with the Double L Team, Lyle and Lawson. Welcome everybody, and this morning it actually is Lyle and Lawson. Yeah. Welcome back, Lawson. Good to have you back in the seat. We did enjoy Blair while you were away, but <laughs> it's good to have you back. But I kept my job. Praise kept, God. Kept your job. Still got, still, got, still got your job to come back to. Uh-huh. How was sunny Queensland? Uh, it was just fantastic. Was well, it sunny? Uh, it was sunny. The weather was amazing, actually. The whole time That's I was there, cool. it would, the weather was clear and sunny and beautiful and nice and warm. I just got around in shorts the whole time. It was, it was, I had the best weekend. And now you're back to the hoodie this morning. Yeah, that's right. Back to, back to uh, Newcastle. Although I do look out the window and it is incredibly clear. Very It's not going to stay that way. I hate to disappoint you. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. special shout out this morning to a number of our listeners, uh, those listening in Kadena, South Australia on 87.6, Aldinga Beach in South Australia on 88.0, and Bunbury, Western Australia on 88.0. You, Bunbury. Bunbury. Western Australia. Did yeah. that, that must be the furthest location from us sitting here in the studio. Probably. Yeah. Probably it is. <laughs> It's one of the furthest locations from this side of Australia. They're correct, correct. What are you thankful for this morning, Lyle? Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thankful for, uh, I'm just thankful for my little granddaughter. Oh, again. Oh, she came over to visit me yesterday. Uh-huh. I haven't seen her for a couple of weeks. Uh-huh. She put her head on my shoulder uh-huh. and just lay there for like ten minutes. Mm-hmm. Maybe 15 minutes. That she turned into a Wrigley worm and got away. And then she got to turn into a Wrigley worm. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Time for our quiz question. Lawson's going to bring it to you. The number to call, if you can figure it out, is 0491064669. Lawson, what do you got for us? According to Proverbs 17, it's better to meet a bear robbed of its what than to... To be a fool bent on folly? This, this is... What a... What a... <laughs> yep. What a metaphor. That's, and there's a couple of different words in different translations. Yeah, that's right. I, okay, let me read this again. According to Proverbs 17, it's better to meet a bear robbed of its what than a fool bent on folly. Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, you'll go into the draw to win our incredible prizes for this week. Our KJV Bible with Mark Fenley study helps in it. This is an awesome, expensive, incredible Bible, which will give you to you absolutely for free, as well as the book Answers to Difficult Bible Texts by Joe Cruz. And difficult Bible texts, there are plenty of them. There's plenty of things in the Bible that we need to try to understand, wrap our minds around, ask the question, hey, what's the context of this? What is this actually trying to say to me? And if you get this book, you'll be able to have that context. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text. But again, that question one more time. According to Proverbs 17, it's better to meet a bear robbed of its what than a fool bent on Folly. Okay, so special bragging rights if you can get the answer in KJV English without looking it up. Mm-hmm. That's special bragging. Lyle, did you just look it up then? 
Is that is that what you were doing? I saw you had your phone up. I was just I was just texting it to producer Shell in case somebody sent the KJV version ah, through. Okay, so you, you, get, you get a bonus, and yeah, that's right. Every question you get correct is another point into our quiz. But that number zero four nine one zero six four six six nine. All right, let's have some positively different news this morning. Positively different news. I got some news stories here, but I just got to say again, I had the most fantastic, amazing, awesome weekend. Okay, so you're ever. in Queensland and uh-huh. it was sunny. But it started before. It started before that. So I left on Wednesday. Oh, you went to Byron Bay. Yes, yeah, so I drove <sighs> I drove up to Byron Bay on Wednesday. I did the show here on Wednesday, jumped in the car, drove up to Byron Bay, and uh it was the only night where I had to book a hotel. And the only reason I booked a hotel is not because I had to, but because I wanted to. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get up to Byron Bay. I'm gonna jump I'm in this. Be a tourist. That's right. And I completely was rocked up to the hotel, put my running shoes on and ran out down the beach and took photos and ate food and it the was the whole bar and bay thing. It was just amazing. And then come to the next day as well. And so I was up there. There's the uh a Rise for Life program they meet there. Rise for Life is basically this Bible school where a bunch of young Guys, and by young, I mean young adults here. And the odd old one as well. In the odd, odd old one, that's right. In in the uh, North New South Wales area, they get together and encourage each other before they go out and work for churches and reach people for Jesus. And I got to go up there and teach a class and encourage them and just give them some insight. And, uh, yeah, my experience doing very, very, very similar work to what they're doing and, and hang out with them. And that was just amazing. And then I, I was at the Menahaven cafe shout out those guys and i ate some of uh, some of the best indian curry that i think i've ever eaten so i'm like jealous so i'm i'm not i'm not an indian food hater i'm an indian food truther okay and which is the truth of indian food to me is that it's all right you know, curries, they're, they're all right. It's, it's not my like, favorite. it's, it's just like not, it. it's just not to me. Any other kind of ethnic food is just Indian food all day long. Okay. Well, I this am is just like no other ethnic food exists except for Indian food. I am not that way at all, but, um, yeah, just, I, I'm glad you are, but I, I had fantastic curries. Like, wow, this is, this is incredible. This is something I would go out of my way to order, which is unlike regularly for me. It's a Manor Haven Bar and Bay. Big shout out to Manor Big Haven shout Byway. out to the cafe, cafe out there. Uh, then I jumped in the car and drove up to Brisbane and I hung out with your son and my daughter-in-law and my grandson and your grandson and that was just awesome those guys are just the best oh like obviously like me and harley are good friends was great to spend time with him but they're family um and they're big baby dude this thing is enormous have you seen the size of that thing he is massive he is cute he's amazing so just just fair (laughs) fantastic time and you know we uh we no, I'm in trouble from producer shell. Why? I, I called him a thing. He's enormous though. He is. He is huge. Uh, but yeah, now we we hung out together and just did various activities. Spent time together. Played board games together. Um, I, I was at the Logan Reserve. Uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church, and on the Friday night, they were running an evangelistic series, reaching people in their uh, community. And then on on Sabbath, on Saturday, I preached for the church. So I got up and preached a message, and I uh, I taught the children's story as well, and just had a generally just amazing time. I met a few of our listeners, shout out Janelle, shout out Braden, shout out all these guys who listened from up that way, who I got to meet, and a few others too that I'm forgetting the names of but yeah it was really really amazing to meet those guys to spend time and then on sunday you know 
it came to, we had a brief window of free time and we spent the afternoon shooting each other. Fun. It was, it was just great. Cool. Well, not with like actual bullets, with uh, tiny gel balls and like r- balls. running around in a warehouse shooting people. And I am absolutely covered in bruises. Like I just got peppered. Um, and that's because- That's my, awesome. I'm uh, so glad. Harley and I's strategy, everyone else is there. They've got like custom guns and like fully kitted out in army gear and army boots and stuff. And you have the cheapo rentals? We had, che- we had rental guns and Harley and I are wearing like- Shorts and t-shirts. <laughs> and our, our game was, and we're wearing shorts and t-shirt and joggers. And our game is, we're just going to run as fast as we possibly can. Well, that was my game. I'm just going to run as fast as I possibly can. And I honestly believe Harley and I single-handedly won every game. Because because yes. everyone yeah. else, they're just sitting back and just doing their thing. We're just like running around. Uh, and then Sunday night, they had another meeting for their evangelistic series. And it was just amazing to see a really beautiful church who are trying to reach their community. I was so, so, so so blessed by them. I got to talk a lot about our church at Newcastle Uni and I had a lady walk up to me after the service and she's like, is there a way I can donate to the ministry of your church? Like, oh, praise God. like, and it's just amazing to see we're a church plant, you know, full of young adults just trying to get it done and reach our uni. And they're, you know, an established church full of, you know, people throughout all ages, very generational. And it's amazing to see that they can hear and recognize the ministry going on in our church down here. And they're like, wow, we want to support the world the word going forward and for me going up there you know preaching and whatnot and then seeing what they're doing like they're they're trying to do the same thing for their church and so i i I just believe it was just such a beautiful experience i was so blessed i got to spend time also you know spending time with with harley and pastor Rico as well i'm currently studying to be a minister and to spend time with other ministers and hear their advice and hear their stories like it was just Amazing. It was amazing, guys. I had an amazing time. If you ever want to go up north, if you're ever going to Brisbane and you want to go to a good church, shout out Logan Reserve. I'm sure there's other amazing churches in Brisbane as well, but I was just immensely blessed by by Logan Reserve and, and Harley and Rico and the whole team there. So Praise it, God. it so was just amazing. Big shout outs to uh, Logan Reserve, Byron Bay and ASOC churches this morning. Yeah, that's right. They're, they're, we're all getting we're all getting shout outs this morning. Hey, I have a couple minutes left and I want to talk about one story here that's in regards to kids. I was hanging out with Harley and his little baby Montgomery. Uh, but this story, it's basically this. It's something that we all know, but I feel like I've gained some examples recently that's given me some insight into this. It says, more physical activity and less screen time linked to better executive function in toddlers. So, if you don't know what executive functioning is, it's essentially our ability to problem solve and to make higher decision. And this is saying that less screen time and more physical activity leads to better executive functioning. Why would, why would a toddler have screen time? Well, toddlers have screen time all the time. This is a thing. But they shouldn't. I know many toddlers, are fine toddlers screen time. who have plenty of screen time. And there is uh, no need for a toddler ever to have a screen time. If you never give a toddler screen time, they will never want screen time. But, yeah, this is this is just personally what I've seen. I've seen plenty of toddlers have screen time. And uh, as a result, you know, like kids are kids and kids are beautiful and kids are cool. But at the same time, like I can, I can definitely tell the difference. I've just seen plenty of toddlers who have excessive screen time and they're usually very short tempered. But recently I had an experience, shout out to some of my friends, uh, some of my church friends, Daniel and Renee, they live on a bit of a property and they have everything there, chickens and uh, horses and just all these different animals. Oh, full on, full blown and hobby farm. their kids 
have all this responsibility on the farm and uh, they just spend all their time in the farm getting it done. They have respond. They have their own like pet rats. They're like the, the animals that they have full responsibility of. But when it comes to the chickens and other animals, they're feeding them, you know, the plants, everything. And like literally the only screen time these children have, I think, is I saw them playing on the calendar of their mum's phone. You know, just playing around and picking days and looking at maps and different things. But other than that, these kids were just so well behaved, so beautiful, and so smart. Intelligent to the So smart. And uh, one of my other friends uh, that uh, is a very good friend of mine who was recently baptized, his name is Tom. He is in his first year at uni. So he grew up in a farm out Narromine Way and, you know, shearing sheep. And just working all the time, shearing cheap, getting it done, farm life. And he's moved into Newcastle Uni, moved into the city here at Newcastle, and he's doing his degree. He is the top of all his classes, and he has an, a GPA in Australia. Our GPAs are out of seven. He has a GPA of like 6.8. Okay, so I'm going to come back, and I'm going to talk about this story in just a moment because it connects to a story that I'm going to be covering. But, yeah, my friend, he's just so smart, but it's just country life. He's yes. so temperate. Yes. He's so incredible. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about this more. The- You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. Go with the double L team. Lyle and Lawson, he's about to bring you. Lawson, that is another question for the quiz. Whose schemes does the armour of God protect you against? 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. If you do, our KJV Bible with Mark Finley study helps, as well as the answer to difficult questions. This book, The Answer to Difficult Questions by Joe Cruz, will give them to you absolutely for free. And um, I just looked down and I saw the price of these items. And I think this is the most out-of-pocket we've ever been on items. Um, I, I, you know, producer Shell's shaking her head, but I don't agree with her, just, just personally. So I think we, we, have, we have some amazing prizes here, some amazing expensive prizes. Guys, 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer. If you do, we'll give you these prizes for free. But again, that question was... Whose schemes does the armor of God protect you against? And by the way, yeah, we'll give you these prizes for free, provided you win the draw, provided you enter the draw, provided you answer these questions. 0491-064-669. All right. So talking about education, you're talking about your country friends that are just incredibly intelligent and so, just so far ahead of so many of the other contemporaries. Yeah. And there's a new report, there's a new Napoleon report that just came out. And what always interests me is the lag that these reports have. And mm. so you're looking at stuff, you know, in the 2010s, but it shows a dramatic slide over a seven-year period where by 2018, 85% of Year 9 students were constructing sentences using Year 3 level punctuation. Really? Yes. And that's a massive, massive slide in just seven years. And so what we're finding is that very, very rapidly, we're becoming illiterate. Nice. (laughs) (laughs) So so reading comprehension is fine, Uh but actually writing, constructing a sentence, using grammar, uh, creating paragraphs is just... And, and, and particularly being able to use persuasive language, mm. they noticed, has 
completely disappeared. And so young people are losing their ability to be able to be creative mm. in the way that they write Oof. and construct sentences. Wow. And like massively, massively sliding away. Mm. 18% of Year 9 students were achieving a top score of 6 out of 6 in 2011. Uh-huh. Only 8% in 2018. Mm. That's a big slot. Mm-hmm. Drop, sorry. Um, including, uh, so it includes diminished higher marks in vocabulary, uh, paragraphing, text structure, ideas, persuasive, persuasive devices, and cohesion. Mm. And so you've got to stop and ask yourself the question, what's going on here? The NAPLAN report uh, reveals what is happening. It doesn't reveal the reasons behind why it is happening. Mm. I think, Lawson, you really nailed it when you talked about our young people that grow up in the bush mm. and grow up free or relatively free from screens. Mm. The more I see... Okay, so you've got to ask yourself what's been the big, the big change mm-hmm. in society. And Okay, screens have been around longer than since... Uh, 2011, mm-hmm. but if you stop and think about it, 2011 is really when they started to. It's, it's in that era of when they started to totally. take over. I 2011, I would say before then, I think I had like a like an iPod Nano or something. It's like yeah. just like a square thing that you could listen to music on. Yep. And then 2011, that was the year I was in year seven. My parents went out and bought me an iPhone. Yep. That was the year because that was it. I think it was the year before the the iPhone four had come out, and that was kind of the breakout thing. You know, it was priced a little bit cheaper. It was, you know, it was people had a good perspective of like, okay, touch screens are actually the way now. The iPhone is actually the way now, and basically since twenty ten, like the stock of Apple has just exponentially increased to the point where it's the biggest company ever. But that is because of the invention and the prolification of iPhones, essentially. Uh, and younger the younger generation having access to it. I think that was the, that was the dam that broke the wall. Like Yeah. You know, that was the water that broke the dam. I, I would I would agree with that. I would I don't remember, but I'm sort of thinking 2011, 2012 is around about the era when I may have got an iPhone for myself and may have passed one on to my kids. Mm. Terrible mistake, would never do it again. Mm-hmm. If I had my time over, I'd definitely give them a phone because it's handy to get in contact, but it'd be a dumb phone. Mm. Uh, dumb phones work perfectly well. Their battery lasts for a whole week. They're great devices. Uh, but it was probably around that particular point in time. It's probably also the time in which I first saw toddlers using screens. Mm. And so now we're starting to see the results of it where we've got this massive drop in the ability to be able to write mm. anything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so let's talk about the floods because we kind of need to talk about the floods. How do you not talk about the floods? Mm. Uh, the problem with talking about the floods is that everybody's sick of us talking about the floods because it's old news now and mm. it's reached the point where it's like, oh, yeah, another flood. Oh, you want another flood. Oh, another flood. Uh, we've got to recognise what's actually going on here because we are facing a situation by the end of the year there's unlikely that any flooding records will be left intact on the wow. east coast of Australia. Yeah, uh, It's just off the charts. And the defining characteristic of what's been happening is the longevity of the rain that we are getting. So mm. uh, typically springtime you get these cold fronts that come through, yep. they bring lots of rain, they dump it, they move on, you get some sunny days, you get some cold days, and you get up and down at this time of year. But we're not seeing the sudden changes in weather that typically take place uh, at our latitude at this time of year. And those cold fronts have been pushed so far 
south. Mm. A lot of them are actually going south of Tasmania. Wow. Uh, the s- southern Tasmania is copying them. And what we're effectively getting is tropical weather. You yeah. Know, and you, you go up around the, the tropical north where you have like metres and metres of rain during the wet season, and that's literally what we are looking down the gun barrel at here on the east coast in a latitude where we are not set up for that kind of rain. We yeah. don't have river systems that can handle that kind of rain. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just not looking good. So um, we've got the atmosphere is primed with moisture due to La Nina and a negative IOD, which is the Indian Ocean version of La Nina. Mm. And the cold fronts have completely disappeared off of the weather chart. And, uh, yeah, so that's what we're facing as we move into summer. And what that is going to do, well, what that what that reminds us of is that our world is messed up. Yeah. You know, we've just got to face the falling apart. Our world is messed up. Our world is falling apart. Uh The Bible said that's what to expect the nearer we get to the end of time. And that's what we are seeing. If we were not seeing that, then Bible prophecy would not be being fulfilled. And that would be, well, discouraging, but in its own way. Uh, Yeah. Anyway, moving Uh. on to another story here. We've got uh, Labor just removed Scott Morrison's recognition of West Jerusalem as Israel's capital. Okay. A move I support. Wow. Because, you know, separation of church and state, leave the state down in Tel Aviv and leave Jerusalem as a place of pilgrimage for people of all faiths. Yeah, because the reality is, is that the capital isn't in West Jerusalem. No. It's, and what's interesting is how Labor did it. They okay. just deleted it off their website. <laughs> they just deleted the line that said they recognised West Jerusalem. They didn't say anything, no announcement, didn't stand up in Parliament, didn't make a proclamation, just quietly just took one line kind of thing and hit delete and moved on. I guess they potentially didn't want to uh, offend Israelis. from Israelis and from Christians who believe that, well, church and state should be united and that Bible prophecy is going to be fulfilled in Jerusalem, who have kind of missed the point of what Revelation is all about because Revelation talks a lot about Jerusalem but not the one on earth. You know what's interesting? You know what? You know what's interesting? I think that if Christians have a visceral reaction to this, like, like what are you doing? They're actually they're participating in woke culture. Okay. Yeah, because because the reality is is that the capital of Jerusalem is not. So the capital of Israel is not West Jerusalem, okay? No, it's Tel Aviv. And they're saying always has been. They're saying it is. It is. And you denying that fact is offending me. <laughs> so therefore Christians are participating in woke culture by by being upset and angry about this and thinking that this is a problem. When it's just totally not. Okay, so we need to get back to the Bible mm-hmm. and we need to recognise that the Bible talks about the rebuilding of the temple mm. of the church. Yes. Read Acts chapter 15. Amen. Read how the Bible interprets yourself rather than making up your own interpretations about the Bible and then are trying to pl- apply those to Middle Eastern politics and keep church and state completely separate from each other. This is one glory. We're going to talk to them in just a moment. Since Jesus came. Wandered in the shades of night till Jesus came to me. He saw right through my brokenness, said, Come follow me. And with the brightness of his love, bid all my darkness flee. I 
Walking in the light of love Because now I can see Everybody, you're listening to One Glory with there. One Glory right there with Since Jesus Came. It's the breakfast show. We're about to have another question for our quiz before we talk to Adriana Wiles from One Glory. Yep, and our question for the quiz is, what did Job say could not be bought with silver, gold, and sapphires? This is a multiple choice. Was it A, love, B, integrity, C, wisdom, or D, peace? I don't think the answer is really obvious in this one. It's like all of these things are good answers. So, guys, you're going to have to be attentive. You're going to have to really turn your brains on for this one. Again, the question was, what did Job say could not be bought with silver, gold, and sapphires? A, love, B, integrity, C, wisdom, or D, 
Peace. 0491-064-669 is the number to call or text if you know the answer to that one. You'll go into the drawers for our prizes. But right now, we're on the phone with One Glory, Jade and Adriana Wales. How are you guys going? Good. How are you guys? Oh, we're just fantastic. We're just killing it, living our best life, as I'm sure you guys are as well. It is great to talk to you. I know these guys personally. I got to spend, you know, bunch of time with them in in the last month and a half or so. You know, talking about how it is that we can reach people uh, on our you know campuses. But I think today we're going to be more focusing on music and and what who is one glory and who you guys are so i guess i can just start right there jade and adriana you share a similar last name how did this all come about (laughs) well um adriana and i actually met 10 years ago um on a mission trip in new zealand and it was there that we um yeah we just started the friendship i guess and we uh ended up being friends falling in love Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a song reference, guys. I'm also a big fan of your music, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, shout out. That's amazing. So you guys, you've you've befriended each other, you've met, and then it's obviously developed from there. Yeah, so we got married in 2016, and uh, that was kind of when we started One Glory, like officially. Like we were we were doing music tours and things before that together, but. It wasn't one glory. It was just like singing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So we once we got married, we moved up to Queensland from Victoria, and we um, found a really good Christian producer, and we're like, let's just stay in Queensland and produce music, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would ask then, previous to the beginning of the One Glory project, which seems to be after your wedding, as you've said, were you guys, you said you were doing music tours. How long had the music dream and the music journey kind of been there for the both of you? Yeah, well, for me, it started when I was um, 15 years old. I had broken my, my leg in a skateboarding accident and and had to rest up, and that's where I picked up the guitar and mm-hmm. started to write songs. Um, and then I guess when Adrian and I had met, that's kind of how we clicked. Um, yeah, we'd just be playing music together in the afternoons. And mm-hmm. yeah, and then I, I eventually found out that Adriana was a songwriter also. So <clears throat> we actually wrote our first song on our honeymoon. Wow. Um, with Among Us, that was our first uh-huh. co-write. Uh-huh. Yeah. Dude, that, if any single people are out there listening, if you need some advice on how to impress women, listen, listen to what Jade just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. So, you know, you, you've kind of, you've, you've had the music dream for a while. You've come together. You've gotten married. You've seen this as also a, a potentially good professional union as you can get into a band <laughs> together. Um, now you started One Glory. And from there, what was what was your process? You said you started writing music from very well, like from your honeymoon. But in terms of of One Glory, the band, what was your process from there? How did you go about that? Um, I feel like our big our big reason, our big why for starting One Glory was like we really want to um, make like really beautiful, godly music that can reach people, not only Christian people, but mm. um, people that love music in general, good music, like good lyrics. Um, a big goal of ours is we want to make music for the unreached people, like unbelievers. Mm. Um, and basically we just um, 
yeah, found the producer and just started recording songs, you know, made a little Facebook page, YouTube page. That's pretty much how it started. Mm. Man, praise God. I like to, to music, which is an endeavor, which can be just so wrapped in self. And you guys have kind of sat there and gone, well, actually, we want to use music and our participation in the music music industry to be evangelistic, to be a tool that we can use to reach people. That's praise God for that. So you've come together, you've started One Glory, you've got the Facebook page going, you've got uh, your YouTube site up. And then from there, the process was working with a producer and, and writing music. Is that, did you just start just churning out songs? What, what did that journey look like? Yeah, well, I guess um, we, we never saw our ministry uh, what it is today. I mean, we, we never mm. thought it was, it was possible to be, be able to reach three, over three million people and, mm. and be bringing, um, you know, over 200,000 streams per month on, on all of our uh, platforms. Mm. Um, but so I guess backtracking, like for us writing songs, for me, I always um, felt the need. It's almost like a need that I had to, to get this out of my system, like to write a song for someone in mind. Um, and that's mm. how we've really approached all of our songwriting to mm. um, to think of those people that need to hear something um, intentional and meaningful. Mm. Can you give me an example of that? Um, well, one could be um, we've tried, like, we've tried, let's just write a song based on this topic. We'll just sit down and write a song. And it doesn't really... That hasn't seemed to work for us. Like we've, we've really got to be really inspired um, heavily by mm. um, to actually write a song. Um, so, like James was mentioning, you know, there might be a family member or a friend, or you know, we hear someone's story and we're like, wow, like, and we're really impacted and moved by that. And then you feel this and to write a song wow. for that person. So, mm. yeah. Oh, that's powerful. I feel like if you write songs that way, you know many of the issues that many of us in our world face are very common, uh, whether it's problems with mental or emotional health or family or spirituality or whatever it may be. And so you writing a song for a particular person, I feel like then those lyrics could speak to so many people because so many people are in that situation. Mm, yeah. And that, that's exactly what we heard from, from one of our listeners, uh, Emily, who actually shared with us her story about how she, uh, her son had been skateboarding one morning and got hit by a bus um, and was hospitalized. And then um, in that process, she actually found our music in the hospital um, as she was in the waiting room and she started playing our song, Holding On, mm. um, which is a song that came out of a, a very um, hard time for, for Adriana and I. Mm. Um, a very, yeah, close song to our hearts. Um, but it was able to touch her in that moment. And she said, you know, just a couple of months after that, she lost her husband in a motorcycle accident. Oh. And once again, um, through that time of grief and sorrow, she listens to our song, Holding On. And mm. she mentioned that if it wasn't um, for your song, Holding On, I don't know if I could have held on the way I did. Mm. And to hear, to hear stories like that just really inspires us to 
to keep going on with our music ministry. Like that's what it's all about for us. Mm. And I love that too, because it's ultimately the message from your music is, Hey, this is how Jesus can speak to your problems in, in song form. Again, you could prop yourselves up. uh, You could put yourself in the limelight, but it's like, Hey, we know that you're struggling. We want to speak to your problems, but this is how Jesus can help you. Amen. Oh, that's incredible. And so, for, from 2016 going forward, you've just been in the process of writing. And as you mentioned before, you've been able to garner considerable success. What's, what's like the work ethic been like? You know, how often are you putting out music? How often are you writing? How often are you recording? Um, you know, uh, that has made the, the output that you currently have. Um, it's funny because uh, <laughs> all of the, you know, growth that we've had, um, when we read online and about how to grow, you know, YouTube channel and all that, it's it's quite um, small, if you want to say, because we're not churning out songs, you know, every five weeks or, mm. you know. Um, and because that's not our process. We don't just sit down and write a song every week just for the sake of YouTube. Mm. Like, like well, we, we're writing them from a place of inspiration and that doesn't always come every month. Mm-hmm. Um so when we when we produce a song, like we might produce two a year um, and bring them out. And so, in terms of like consistency, sometimes it's not always there. But we want to be more um, intentional and meaningful with um, producing rather than just let's just bring out you know a hundred songs. Mm. <laughs> um, but still, that being said, um, the the streams, you know, Jade was mentioning over two hundred thousand a month. It's like it's yeah, it's hard to like try and picture that because, you know, when, when you think of a, if you were to play a concert to 200,000 people, that would feel like, whoa, that's such a huge um, amount. But mm. to know that we're actually reaching that amount of people online, it's just so encouraging to us. Like, mm. um, And also that, you know, these people are not just in Australia or America. They're actually, um, you know, we can see our stats online. And there's so many restricted countries. Um, Islamic countries and wow. all sorts of um, all sorts of places that you know Christianity is forbidden, and mm. they're 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 able to listen to um, messages of hope through the radio. Mm. So yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, through the radio online, that's that's just amazing. I, I mean. Yeah, it is the dream, especially for us here. We're also, as Faith FM, a media ministry as well. And the dream is yet to reach unreached people and to get Mm. that message to them. And particularly, you know, we get uh, people like Etienne McClintock to come on every week and talk about uh, those in desperate, you know, Christianity-forbidden countries uh, who are being reached by the message. And and it's just, it's such an ordeal. Uh, But to be able to penetrate those places, it's like, oh, what method do we use? How do we get our radio signal over there? How do we get this? And, and yeah, uh, through music, you guys have been able to, to do such... Uh, an incredible ministry of reaching those people who would go unreached. Mm, (sighs) That's amazing. Well, I guess for you guys from, from this point forward and and in terms of recently, what is it that you guys have been working on? What have you guys been doing? Yeah. So we've got um, quite a backlog of songs that are needing to be recorded at this time. Mm. Um, Good news. Uh, yeah, that is good news for all of us because that means <laughs> new songs are coming. <laughs> yeah, we have at least ten songs um, that that are just on the the waiting list. So 
um, yeah, we're just so excited to to have this bunch of songs that mm. um, soon be releasing to the world. Um, but yeah, just praying through that process and just making sure that the Lord is um, first and foremost mm. in it all. Mm-hmm. Oh, amen. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Is there anything that you want to promote? Is there anything that you want to, uh, yeah, get out there for people to be able to see you guys? Yeah, so um, if you want to join us on our journey of, of music ministry, um, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. If you just type One Glory, you'll find us. Um, also, if you want to follow us on Spotify, uh, we're there, or any of the other music platforms, mm-hmm. um, under the handle at One Glory, and uh, yeah, look ah. forward to to um, yeah to our listeners um, joining us on our journey. Oh, amazing. Well, hey, we've got your song coming up here. Who at my door is standing by One Glory? Yeah, intro this song for us. What do you think of it? Yeah. Um, well, we just both. Lovers of him, mm. and this was a, a, a hymn that was, I guess, very close to our hearts. And um, we thought we'd uh, rendition our own version. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> well, there you go. That's it. Hey, One Glory, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Jade and Adriana. But right now, this is One Glory with Who at My Door is Standing.
For being a part of the Faith FM family, join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.